Intensifying security challenges from the Western Pacific to Ukraine to the Middle East have fueled debate over whether the U.S. can afford a bigger military. In fact, the more pressing question is whether it can build one when its principal adversary possesses vast industrial capacity. It's a column by Greg Ipp, chief economics commentator at the Wall Street Journal. Greg, what did you look at? So, um, obviously, the United States faces a lot of intensifying security challenges, whether it's uh, supporting Ukraine in its war with Russia, whether it's countering China's expanding presence in the Western Pacific, or whether it's supporting Israel in a newly inflamed Middle East. There's a lot of pressure and demands on the U.S. military, which obviously raises the question, can we afford it? And this is one of the issues that's right now being grappled with in Congress, with President Biden asking for more than $100 billion to support our allies. But I don't think the ability to afford the money is really the issue here. Honestly, the U.S. defense budget is only a little over 3% of GDP, which is close to a post-World War II low. We can easily afford more. The bigger issue is, can we build it? And what we've learned since we've seen this huge demand on munitions and weapon systems since the Russian invasion of Ukraine is that we really struggle as a uh, our defense industrial base struggles to expand production of some vital things. You know, just to give you one example, in 2022, uh, Biden and Lockheed Martin said that we would double the production of Javelin anti-tank missiles by 2024. Turns out that won't come until 2026. The U.S. signed a pact with Australia and the U.K. to share nuclear uh, submarine technology. And before Australia will be able to build those subs, the U.S. agreed to sell them um, several uh, Virginia-class attack submarines of our own. But we're only building a little over one of those submarines per year ourselves. And the Navy worries that if we sell some of them to Australia, we won't have enough for our own needs. So that kind of lays out the issue that uh, at today's scale, uh, the U.S. industrial base is just not ready to surge to the levels that our new obligations seem to require. And why? Why is that? If you go back to the end of the Cold War in the early 1990s, there was a concerted effort by the Pentagon to consolidate the defense industrial base. We had like dozens and dozens and dozens of prime contractors. They wanted that to shrink down to like just a handful. And so the number of vendors shrank. And since we weren't building as many weapon systems, the number of facilities, the number of workers and all that, that also shrank fairly dramatically. We went through a period of time when we weren't building any new submarines, for example. So naturally, our shipyards uh, shrank to uh, this new size, this new uh, you know equilibrium. And in lockstep with that shrinking defense industrial base, the overall civilian industrial base also shrank. A lot of our production was offshored to other countries. Shipping is a particular example where, for example, uh, Japan and South Korea were once the largest shipbuilders, and now that it's, that's China. And so even though we've protected U.S. shipbuilding for a century with the Jones Act, we really don't have the ability to build large ships in any kind of quantity. So you have both a policy decision to consolidate the defense industrial base, make mm-hmm. it leaner and more just in time, and the broader background of the U.S. becoming a less uh, robust manufacturing power. Wow. We're speaking with Greg Ipp, chief economics commentator at the Wall Street Journal. His story is called The U.S. Can Afford a Bigger Military. We Just Can't Build It. Uh, compare w- what we are doing now versus what China has been doing. Well, China, of course, as everybody knows, is the factory full over the world. And it turns out that if you're able to produce lots of civilian products, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, COVID tests, for example, or uh, uh, um, earth moving equipment or uh, computers, you can also produce a lot of weapons fairly uh, quickly. And in the case of the Navy, for example, China is turning out new ships at roughly three times the rate as the United States. 
And their Navy, in terms of total ship count, is now larger than that of the United States. Uh, they have shipyards whose capacity exceeds all of what the U.S. has produced in the last six or seven years. Wow. And um, that helps both in terms of surging production if it's needed, and it means that they have the, the workers and the facilities available to deploy to these new needs if that's necessary. Thanks, Greg. Greg Ipp, Chief Economics Commentator at The Wall Street Journal.